Thank you, everyone, for coming on here to today's meeting. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I am a recovered, grateful alcoholic. I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind that I thought I would never recover from. Drinking alcohol, brawling, and causing trouble and headaches for everybody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the Alcoholic Anonymous program. Pick me up, love me when I couldn't love myself. Please join me in the serenity prayer, third step prayer, and the seventh step prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Seventh step. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. All right, next time I'll try to say it a little slower. Thank you so much for coming on. I pray that you're in good spirits and good health. God bless you. If you can come on here, God is working in your life as he is in mine because we have the time and the ability to hook on to good information. Today's reading, if February 1st, it says, the goal is sanity. Step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in the power greater than myself. But I certainly have that belief now. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 27. Came to believe. I gave lip service to my belief when I felt like it or when I thought it would look good. I didn't really trust God. I didn't believe He cared for me. I kept trying to change things. I couldn't change. Gradually in disgust, I began to turn it all over, saying, You're so omnipotent. You take care of it. He did. I began to receive answers to my deepest problems, sometimes at the most unusual times, driving to work, eating lunch, or when I was sound asleep. I realized that I hadn't thought of those solutions. A power greater than myself had given them to me. I came to believe. February 2nd. Rescued by suffering. Characteristic of the so-called typical alcoholic is a narcissistic, egocentric core dominating by feelings of omnipotence, intent on maintaining all at all costs its inner integrity. Inwardly, the alcoholic brooks no control from man or God. He, the alcoholic, is and must be the master of his destiny. He will fight to the end to preserve that position. Oh, my God. What an incredible writing, guys. 
That's from AA Comes of Age, page 311. I felt good feelings when I was reading that. I wonder why. The great mystery is, why do some of us die alcoholic death? Fighting to preserve the independence of our ego, while others seem to sober up effortlessly in AA. Help from a higher power, the gift of sobriety, came to me when an otherwise unexplained desire to stop drinking coincided with my willingness to accept the suggestions of the men and women of AA. I had to surrender, for only by reaching out to God and my fellows could I be rescued. Incredible. Both of these are, I'm going to put a star on it if you can. There are awesome readings, folks. It's a good, good way to open up a discussion. February the 3rd, filling the void. We need to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 47. I was always fascinated with the study of scientific principles. I was emotionally and physically distant from people while I pursued absolute knowledge. God and spirituality were meaningless academic exercises. I was a modern man of science. Knowledge was my higher power. Given the right set of equations, life was merely another problem to solve. Yet my inner self was dying from my outer man's solution to life's problems. And the solution was alcohol. In spite of my intelligence, alcohol became my higher power. It was through the unconditional love which emanated from AA people and meetings that I was able to discard alcohol as my higher power. The great void was filled. I was no longer lonely and apart from life. I had found a true power greater than myself. I had found God's love. There's only one equation which really matters to me now. God is in AA. Wow, what another amazing, amazing reading. When I first came into Alcoholic Anonymous, I hung on to three things that made my life. I hung on like a pit bull hangs on to a park bench, wood. The first tradition the second step, and the 11th step. That's what I needed, folks. And I have met countless of other people that made the third tradition or the fifth tradition one principle that made them hung in there, made a total difference in their lives, just like me. February the 4th. 
when faith is missing. Sometimes AA comes harder to those who have lost or rejected faith than to those who never had any faith at all. For they think they had tried faith and found it wanting. They had tried the way of faith and the way of no faith. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 28. I was so sure God had failed me that I became ultimately defiant. Though I knew better and plunged into a final drinking binge. My fate turned bitter, and that was no coincidence. Those who once had great fate hit bottom harder. It took time to rekindle my faith. Though I came to AA, I was grateful intellectually to have survived such a great fall. But my heart felt callous still. I stuck with the AA program. The alternatives were too bleak. I kept coming back and gradually my fate was resurrected. <laughs> what a reading. That's me, folks. That's me. I started with a staple gun. They stapled me up against the wall and they started spoon-feeding me AA. Little bit of principles. Think, think, think. Live and let live. Oh, that hit me so hard. They hit me so hard in the stomach. I was a control freak. Keep coming back, they said. They added a lot of laughter in my spoon. A lot of, a lot of well, good-looking, well-smelling people that wasn't using any javelins to keep me up against the wall. They were just, they left me alone. They allowed me to judge them because I had such a judgmental spirit. And they passed my every test. And they, when they passed the basket, I said, oh, there it is. You guys are going to get rich with my quarter, my 50 cents. <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God. That Then hope started to come back in my cup. I thought my life was over with when I came into AA at 25, 26, 27 years old. I thought it was over. Not until I heard your story. Hope, then faith, and then belief came in. When belief came in, I found out that it was just an amazing cloud nine experience for me. My first year of AA. All right, February the 5th, a glorious release. The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Right there, step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon one day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have the belief now. To acquire it, I had only to stop fighting and practice the rest of AA's program as enthusiastically as I could. 12 Tips and 12 Traditions, page 27. After years of indulging in a self-will run riot, step two became for me a glorious release from being all alone. 
Nothing is so painful or insurmountable in my journey now. Someone is always there to share life's burdens with me. Step two became a reinforcement with God. And I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen and amen. Let me read that again, please. Step two became a reinforcement with God. Cool. I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. <laughs> no kidding. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen, amen. I'm glad I, uh, I read that. Fernando, recovered alcoholic. I once was in a, in a meeting and the guy said, hey, we're having a convention in Washington, D.C. And I said, man, I sure like to go. You know, you know how they fire you up. And one of my sponsees, a nurse that I was working with, and uh, she would be in, in a hospital. She would work as a nurse in a hospital in the of all places, the alcoholic ward. And she would call me with a personal phone and let me talk to some of the guys lying on bed. And I talked to him and then she'd tell, talk to him, Jose. He's, he's about 25 and he can't stop drinking. So I talked to him, talked to him in Spanish, talked to him and he said he had about 20, 20. They said, she told me he had about 20, 25% of his heart left or strength. And I talked to him, I encouraged him, and he said, no, I can't stop drinking. I, he tells me I did everything I could, and I'm finally in here detoxing again. You know the, you know the, the spill? So we talked, and um, I gave him my heart, and then later on, another call came in from someone else, and I'm talking to him, and I, and I asked her, hey, what happened to Jose? And she says, oh, he died. He died. Just like, you know, he got up and left. Real folks were fighting a real battle, folks. Alcoholism. Where did I leave off? All right, let's move on to uh, February the 6th. Oh, about now I remember. She bought me a ticket to the, uh, she goes, I'll pay for your flight if you want to go to that convention. 600 bucks, folks, round trip. I don't think she shopped around, but she did. I guess you could say she was my old girlfriend. And um, I got in there, I paid for my hotel, my, me my, my meals. I got another guy to go with me. And uh, we went and walked through all of Washington, D.C. I had read a book called The Miracle of Water. Actually, I stole it from the library. You know how people bring in used books and they give them? Well, they had stacks and stacks of books. I believe I brought some in, left some, and, you know, bring seven, take one. So I put my hand in back of all these books and I grabbed one. 
you know. I didn't see which one I, I grabbed, and then I just walked out of the donation box. And I read it. I have now two copies of that. I gave copies to other people. I did the exercises in there about the miracle of water. And in there, it said that Washington, D.C. had the best water, structured water, when they put it under, you know, they put it under microscope when they freeze the water and they filtered water and whatever. It looks like a jewel. It's like a, has six, six points to it. And I, I, one day I ran out of water and I made coffee out of the, uh, the tap water. And that night I had a dream. I had a dream that I was sitting on top of my Lord and, and my God's shoulder, my Jesus. Jesus was about 12 years old, long hair. I'm sitting there like a bird, like a parakeet. And he is so excited He's running around on Washington from the, uh, he's about 300 feet. He's running around so excited like a 12-year-old that has a pet parrot on his shoulder and showing everybody. And he was going from museum to museum in the grass area. That's the dream I had. That's my connection with my God, folks. That's my truth. That's my spirit. It wouldn't be right if I wouldn't tell you of my spiritual, um, this part of it. Spiritual experience is part of our journey. Amen. I always liked that story. I almost forgot it. By the way, my friend that I took with me, me and my wife, we went to go see him while he died of uh, liver pancreas. God bless him. All right, the 6th of February, a rallying point. Therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. Again, Therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33. I feel that AA is a God-inspired program and that God is at every AA meeting. I see, I believe, and have come to know that AA works because I had stayed sober today. I am turning my life over to AA and to God by going to an AA meeting. If God is in my heart and everyone else's, then I am a small part of a whole and I am not unique. If God is in my heart and he speaks to me through other people, then I must be a channel of God to other people. I should seek to do his will by living spiritual principles and my reward will be sanity and emotional sobriety. Amen and amen. All right now. That's pretty cool. That's what we're doing right here, right? 
February 7th, our last reading for today, please. A Path to Faith. Reading from the 12th Seth and 12 Traditions, page 33, it says, True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith. And every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to Him. 12 Steph, 12 Traditions, page 33, like I said, My last drunk had landed me in the hospital, totally broken. It was then that I was able to see my past float in front of me. I realized that through drinking, I had lived every nightmare I had ever had. My own self-will and obsession to drink had driven me into a dark pit of hallucinations, blackouts, and despair. Finally beaten, I asked for God's help. His presence told me to believe. My obsession for alcohol was taken away and my paranoia has since been lifted. I am no longer afraid. I know my life is healthy and sane. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. I can relate to all these readings. You heard that saying. You'll hear your stories. You'll hear your story. I forgot about the paranoia. You know, the, the blackouts and the despairs, the hallucinations. Whew. Such a dark world. I wanted to adventure. Well, thank you very much for coming on here today. It's just truly been a humbling and incredible reading for today. Let's go ahead and uh, close with the Lord's Prayer, please. And if no one's told you they love you, I love you. I care. I provide these for you that you will have hope. We will put hope in your cup and then faith. Remember, hope is an imagined picture of the future. Coming back to meetings, seeing yourself back in the meeting is hope. Faith is the power, the strength, our action towards that picture of hope. And believing comes afterwards. If I, if I go to six meetings and then I, I see that my life and my happiness and my smile comes back, that I have, I believe in the system. I believe in the progress. What I'm putting in, I'm getting out. I'm putting in good words. And good actions are coming out. I'm putting in good, a, a good atmosphere that I can see all these words that people have been eating, eating for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years. And their incredible talents and joy and ability and, and mannerism and respect comes back and they become vital, useful, helpful, caring individuals. All because of these words that God has literally put us inside the hopper with. That's, he answered our prayer. Thank you, God. Let's thank God. Let's thank our higher power. Let's take a minute to thank our higher power. Thank Him for our intellect. Thank Him for our emotions. Thank Him for our feelings. Thank God that we said uncle. 
अंको 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 Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I uh, sometimes I pray that too slow for some of you. I apologize, but I'm trying to meditate and be in hit heaven, so the power of the prayer will come upon us. Remember, it's a dome. It's a dome of protection when we pray that with all our hearts, especially with your loved ones, and you agree with someone. It protects us from the from getting a new case, from drunkenness, from. Uh, no rhythm in life, bumping here, bumping there, not not having any established uh, joy. Praying that prayer gives us an opportunity for um, for blessings. You know, we are in a dome. We are in a program that that has a basically it's a it's a haven. It's a safe haven. And it's raining out there. It's raining knives and drugs and alcohol and anger and and loss of wages. Amen. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to re, uh, record this again, this podcast with music. See if some of you like to hear it over and over again. I'm just going to play it for like the next couple of hours. The same thing with music. Thank you very much for coming on here. God bless you. Give them heaven. Thank you everyone for coming on here to today's meeting. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I am a recovered, grateful alcoholic. I had recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind that I thought I would never recover from. Drinking alcohol, brawling, and causing trouble and headaches for everybody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the Alcoholic Anonymous program. Picked me up, loved me when I couldn't love myself. Please join me in the serenity prayer, third step prayer, and the seventh step prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Seventh step. My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character 
that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. All right, next time I'll try to say it a little slower. Thank you so much for coming on. I pray that you're in good spirits and good health. God bless you. If you can come on here, God is working in your life as he is in mine because we have the time and the ability to hook on to good information. Today's reading, February 1st, it says, the goal is sanity. Step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in the power greater than myself. But I certainly have that belief now. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 27. Came to believe. I gave lip service to my belief when I felt like it or when I thought it would look good. I didn't really trust God. I didn't believe He cared for me. I kept trying to change things. I couldn't change. Gradually in disgust, I began to turn it all over, saying, You're so omnipotent. You take care of it. He did. I began to receive answers to my deepest problems, sometimes at the most unusual times, driving to work, eating lunch, or when I was sound asleep. I realized that I hadn't thought of those solutions. A power greater than myself had given them to me. I came to believe. February 2nd. Rescued by suffering. Characteristic of the so-called typical alcoholic is a narcissistic, egocentric core dominating by feelings of omnipotence, intent on maintaining all at all costs its inner integrity. Inwardly, the alcoholic brooks no control from man or God. He, the alcoholic, is and must be the master of his destiny. He will fight to the end to preserve that position. Oh, my God. What an incredible writing, guys. That's from AA Comes of Age, page 311. I felt good feelings when I was reading that. I wonder why. The great mystery is, why do some of us die alcoholic death? Fighting to preserve the independence of our ego while others seem to sober up effortlessly in AA. Help from a higher power, the gift of sobriety, came to me when an otherwise unexplained desire to stop drinking coincided with my willingness to accept the suggestions of the men and women of AA. <clears throat> I had to surrender for only by reaching out to God and my fellows could I be rescued. <clears throat> Incredible. <clears throat> Both of these are, I'm going to put a star on it if you can. They are awesome reading, folks. It's a good, good way to open up a discussion. February the 3rd, filling the void. We need to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself?
As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 47. I was always fascinated with the study of scientific principles. I was emotionally and physically distant from people while I pursued absolute knowledge. God and spirituality were meaningless academic exercises. I was a modern man of science. Knowledge was my higher power. Given the right set of equations, life was merely another problem to solve. Yet, my inner self was dying from my outer man's solution to life's problems. And the solution was alcohol. In spite of my intelligence, alcohol became my higher power. It was through the unconditional love which emanated from AA people and meetings that I was able to discard alcohol as my higher power. The great void was filled. I was no longer lonely and apart from life. I had found a true power greater than myself. I had found God's love. There's only one equation which really matters to me now. God is in AA. Wow, what another amazing, amazing reading. When I first came into Alcoholic Anonymous, I hung on to three things that made my life. I hung on like a pit bull hangs on to a park bench, wood. The first tradition, the second step, and the 11th step. That's what I needed, folks. And I have met countless of other people that made the third tradition or the fifth tradition one principle that made them hung in there made a total difference in their lives, just like me. February the 4th, when fate is missing. Sometimes AA comes harder to those who have lost or rejected fate than to those who never had any fate at all. For they think they had tried fate and found it wanting. They had tried the way of faith and the way of no faith. Twelve Steps and Twelve Traditions, page 28. I was so sure God had failed me that I became ultimately defiant. Though I knew better and plunged into a final drinking binge. My fate turned bitter and that was no coincidence. Those who once had great fate hit bottom harder. It took time to rekindle my faith. Though I came to AA, I was grateful intellectually to have survived such a great fall. But my heart felt callous still. I stuck with the AA program. The alternatives were too bleak. I kept coming back, and gradually my fate was resurrected. <laughs> what a reading. That's me, folks. That's me. I started with a staple gun. They stapled me up against the wall, 
and they start spoon feeding me AA, little bit of principles. Think, think, think. Live and let live. Oh, that hit me so hard. They hit me so hard in the stomach. I was a control freak. Keep coming back, they said. They added a lot of laughter in my spoon. A lot of, a lot of well, good-looking, well-smelling people that wasn't using any javelins to keep me up against the wall. They were just, they left me alone. They allowed me to judge them because I had such a judgmental spirit. And they passed my every test. And they, when they passed the basket, I said, oh, there it is. You guys are going to get rich with my quarter, my 50 cents. <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God. Then, then hope started to come back in my cup. I thought my life was over with when I came into AA at 25, 26, 27 years old. I thought it was over. Not until I heard your story. Hope, then faith, and then belief came in. When belief came in, I found out that it was just an amazing cloud nine experience for me. My first year of AA. All right, February the 5th, a glorious release. The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Right there, step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon one day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have the belief now. To acquire it, I had only to stop fighting and practice the rest of AA's program as enthusiastically as I could. 12 Tips and 12 Traditions, page 27. After years of indulging in a self-will run riot, step two became for me a glorious release from being all alone. Nothing is saying so painful or insurmountable in my journey now. Someone is always there to share life's burdens with me. Step two became a reinforcement with God. And I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen and amen. Let me read that again, please. Step two became a reinforcement with God. Cool. I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. <laughs> no kidding. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen, amen. I'm glad I, uh, I read that. Fernando, recovered alcoholic. I once was in a in a meeting, and the guy said, hey, we're having a convention in Washington, D.C. And I said, man, I sure like to go, you know, you know how they fire you up. And one of my sponsees, a nurse that I was working with, and uh, she would be in, in a hospital, she'd work as a nurse in a hospital, and of all places, 
the alcoholic ward and she would call me with a personal phone and let me talk to some of the guys lying on bed. And I talked to him and then she'd tell, talk to him, Jose. He's, he's about 25 and he can't stop drinking. So I talked to him, talked to him in Spanish, talked to him and he said he had about 20, 20, they said, she told me he had about 20, 25% of his heart left or strength. And I talked to him, I encouraged him and he said, no, I can't stop drinking. I, he tells me I did everything I could and I'm finally in here detoxing again. You know the, you know the, the spill? So we talked and um, I gave him my heart. And then later on, another call came in from someone else and I'm talking to him and I, and I asked her, hey, what happened to Jose? And she says, oh, he died. He died. Just like... You know, he got up and left. Real folks were fighting a real battle, folks. Alcoholism. Where did I leave off? All right, let's move on to uh, February the 6th. Oh, about now I remember. She bought me a ticket to the... uh, she goes, I'll pay for your flight if you want to go to that convention. 600 bucks, folks, round trip. I don't think she shopped around, but she did. I guess you could say she was my old girlfriend. And um, I got in there, I paid for my hotel, my, me- my, my meals. I got another guy to go with me. And uh, we went and walked through all of Washington, D.C. I had read a book called The Miracle of Water. Actually, I stole it from the library. You know how people bring in used books and they give them? Well, they had stacks and stacks of books. I believe I brought some in, left some, and, you know, bring seven, take one. So I put my hand in back of all these books and I grabbed one, you know. I didn't see which one I, I grabbed, and then I just walked out of the donation box. And I read it. I have now two copies of that. I gave copies to other people. I did the exercises in there about the miracle of water. And in there, it said that Washington, D.C. had the best water, structured water, when they put it under, you know, they put it under microscope scope when they freeze the water and they filtered water and whatever it looks like a jewel with like a has six six points to it and I, I one day I ran out of water and I made coffee out of the uh, the tap water and that night I had a dream I had a dream that I was sitting on top of my Lord and, and my God's shoulder my Jesus Jesus was about 12 years old, long hair. I'm sitting there like a bird, like a parakeet. And he is so excited. He's running around on Washington from the, uh, he's about 300 feet. He's running around so excited like a 12-year-old that has a pet parrot on his shoulder and showing everybody. And he was going from museum to museum in the grass area. That's the dream I had. That's my connection with my God, folks. 
That's my truth. That's my spirit. It wouldn't be right if I wouldn't tell you my spiritual. Um, it's part of it. Spiritual experience is part of our journey. Amen. I always liked that story. I almost forgot it. By the way, my friend that I took with me, me and my wife, we went to go see him while he died of uh, liver, pancreas. God bless him. All right, the 6th of February, a rallying point. Therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. Again, therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33. I feel that AA is a God-inspired program and that God is at every AA meeting. I see, I believe, and have come to know that AA works because I have stayed sober today. I am turning my life over to AA and to God by going to an AA meeting. If God is in my heart and everyone else's, then I am a small part of a whole and I am not unique. If God is in my heart and he speaks to me through other people, then I must be a channel of God to other people. I should seek to do his will by living spiritual principles and my reward will be sanity and emotional sobriety. Amen and amen. All right now. That's pretty cool. That's what we're doing right here, right? February 7th, our last reading for today, please. A Path to Faith. Reading from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33, it says... True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith. And every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to Him. 12 Steps, 12 Traditions, page 33, like I said. My last drunk had landed me in the hospital, totally broken. It was then that I was able to see my past float in front of me. I realized that through drinking, I had lived every nightmare I had ever had. My own self-will and obsession to drink had driven me into a dark pit of hallucinations, blackouts, and despair. Finally beaten, I asked for God's help. His presence told me, to believe my obsession for alcohol was taken away and my paranoia has since been lifted. I am no longer afraid. I know my life is healthy and sane. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. I can relate to all these readings. 
You heard that saying. You'll hear your stories. You'll hear your story. I forgot about the paranoia. You know, the the blackouts and the despairs, the hallucinations. Whew. Such a dark world. I wanted to adventure. Well, thank you very much for coming on here today. It's just truly been a humbling and incredible reading for today. Let's go ahead and uh, close with the Lord's Prayer, please. And if no one's told you they love you, I love you. I care. I provide these for you that you will have hope. We will put hope in your cup and then fate. Remember, hope is an imagined picture of the future. Coming back to meetings, seeing yourself back in the meeting is hope. Faith is the power, the strength, our action towards that picture of hope. And believing comes afterwards. If I, if I go to six meetings and then I, I see that my life and my happiness and my smile comes back, that I have, I believe in the system. I believe in the progress. What I'm putting in, I'm getting out. I'm putting in good words. And good actions are coming out. I'm putting in good, a, a good atmosphere that I can see all these words that people have been eating, eating for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years. And their incredible talents and joy and ability and, and mannerism and respect comes back and they become vital, useful, helpful, caring individuals. All because of these words that God has literally put us inside the hopper with. That's, he answered our prayer. Thank you, God. Let's thank God. Let's thank our higher power. Let's take a minute to thank our higher power. To thank Him for our intellect. Thank Him for our emotions. Thank Him for our feelings. Thank God that we said uncle. Uncle, uncle, uncle. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I uh, Sometimes I pray that too slow for some of you. I apologize but I'm trying to meditate and be in hit heaven so the power of the prayer will come upon us. Remember, it's a dome. It's a dome of protection when we pray that with all our hearts, especially with your loved ones and you agree with someone. It protects us from, the, from getting a new case, from drunkenness, from uh, no rhythm in life, bumping here, bumping there, not, not having any established... Uh, joy. Praying that prayer gives us an opportunity for um, for blessings. You know, we are in a dome. We're in a program that that has a 
basically it's a, it's a haven. It's a safe haven. And it's raining out there. It's raining knives and drugs and alcohol and anger and, and loss of wages. Amen. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to re, uh, record this again, this podcast with music. See if some of you like to hear it over and over again. I'm just going to play it for like the next couple of hours. The same thing with music. Thank you very much for coming on here. God bless you. Give them heaven. Thank you everyone for coming on here to today's meeting. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I am a recovered, grateful alcoholic. I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind that I thought I would never recover from. Drinking alcohol, brawling, and causing trouble and headaches for everybody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the Alcoholic Anonymous program. Pick me up, love me when I couldn't love myself. Please join me in the serenity prayer, third step prayer, and the seventh step prayer. God, Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Seventh step. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. All right, next time I'll try to say it a little slower. Thank you so much for coming on. I pray that you're in good spirits and good health. God bless you. If you can come on here, God is working in your life as he is in mine because we have the time and the ability to hook on to good information. Today's reading, February 1st, it says, the goal is sanity. Step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in the power greater than myself. But I certainly have that belief now. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 27. Came to believe. I gave lip service to my belief when I felt like it or when I thought it would look good. I didn't really trust God. I didn't believe He cared for me. I kept trying to change things. I couldn't change. Gradually in disgust, I began to turn it all over, saying, You're so omnipotent. You take care of it. He did. I began to receive answers to my deepest problems, sometimes at the most unusual times, driving to work, eating lunch, or when I was sound asleep. I realized that I hadn't thought of those solutions. 
a power greater than myself had given them to me, I came to believe. February 2nd. Rescued by suffering. Characteristic of the so-called typical alcoholic is a narcissistic, egocentric core dominating by feelings of omnipotence intent on maintaining all at all costs its inner integrity. Inwardly, the alcoholic brooks no control from man or God. He, the alcoholic, is and must be the master of his destiny. He will fight to the end to preserve that position. Oh, my God. What an incredible writing, guys. That's from AA Comes of Age, page 311. I felt good feelings when I was reading that. I wonder why. The great mystery is, why do some of us die alcoholic death? Fighting to preserve the independence of our ego while others seem to sober up effortlessly in AA. Help from a higher power, the gift of sobriety, came to me when an otherwise unexplained desire to stop drinking coincided with my willingness to accept the suggestions of the men and women of AA. I had to surrender for only by reaching out to God and my fellows could I be rescued. <clears throat> Incredible. <clears throat> Both of these are, I'm going to put a star on it if you can. They are awesome reading, folks. It's a good, good way to open up a discussion. February the 3rd, filling the void. We need to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 47. I was always fascinated with the study of scientific principles. I was emotionally and physically distant from people while I pursued absolute knowledge. God and spirituality were meaningless academic exercises. I was a modern man of science. Knowledge was my higher power. Given the right set of equations, life was merely another problem to solve. Yet my inner self was dying from my outer man's solution to life's problems. And the solution was alcohol. In spite of my intelligence, alcohol became my higher power. It was through the unconditional love which emanated from AA people and meetings that I was able to discard alcohol as my higher power. The great void was filled. I was no longer lonely and apart from life. I had found a true power greater than myself. I had found God's love. There's only one equation which really matters to me now. God is in AA. 
Wow, what another amazing, amazing reading. When I first came into Alcoholic Anonymous, I hung on to three things that made my life. I hung on like a pit bull hangs on to a park bench, wood. The first tradition, the second step, and the 11th step. That's what I needed, folks. And I have met countless of other people that made the third tradition or the fifth tradition one principle that made them hung in there made a total difference in their lives, just like me. February the 4th, when fate is missing. Sometimes AA comes harder to those who have lost or rejected fate than to those who never had any faith at all. For they think they had tried faith and found it wanting. They had tried the way of faith and the way of no faith. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 28. I was so sure God had failed me that I became ultimately defiant. Though I knew better, and plunge into a final drinking binge. My fate turned bitter, and that was no coincidence. Those who once had great fate hit bottom harder. It took time to rekindle my faith. Though I came to AA, I was grateful intellectually to have survived such a great fall. But my heart felt callous still. I stuck with the AA program. The alternatives were too bleak. I kept coming back and gradually my fate was resurrected. (laughs) What a reading. That's me, folks. That's me. I started with a staple gun. They stapled me up against the wall and they started Feeding me AA, little bit of principles. Think, think, think. Live and let live. Oh, that hit me so hard. They hit me so hard in the stomach. I was a control freak. Keep coming back, they said. They added a lot of laughter in my spoon. A lot of sh- a lot of well, good-looking, well-smelling people that wasn't using any javelins to keep me up against the wall. They were just, they left me alone. They allowed me to judge them because I had such a judgmental spirit. And they passed my every test. And they, when they passed the basket, I said, oh, there it is. You guys are gonna get rich with my quarter, my 50 cents. <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God. Then, then Hope started to come back in my cup. I thought my life was over with when I came into AA at 25, 26, 27 years old. I thought it was over. Not until I heard your story. Hope, then faith, and then belief came in. When belief came in, I found out that it was just an amazing cloud nine experience for me my first year of AA all right 
February the 5th, a glorious release. The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Right there, step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon one day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have the belief now. To acquire it, I had only to stop fighting and practice the rest of AA's program as enthusiastically as I could. 12 Tests and 12 Traditions, page 27. After years of indulging in a self-will run riot, step two became for me a glorious release from being all alone. Nothing is saying so painful or insurmountable in my journey now. Someone is always there to share life's burdens with me. Step two became a reinforcement with God, and I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen and amen. Let me read that again, please. Step two became a reinforcement with God. Cool. I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. (laughs) No kidding. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen, amen. I'm glad I uh, I read that. Fernando, recovered alcoholic. I once was in a in a meeting, and the guy said, "Hey, we're having a convention in Washington D.C." And I said, "Man, I sure like to go." You know, you know how they fire you up. And one of my sponsees, a nurse that I was working with, and uh, she, she would be in, in a hospital. She would work as a nurse in a hospital. And of all places, the alcoholic ward. And she would call me with a personal phone and let me talk to some of the guys lying on bed. And I talked to him. And then she'd tell, talk to him, Jose. He's, he's about 25 and he can't stop drinking. So I talked to him, talked to him in Spanish, talked to him. And he said he had about... 2020, they said, she told me he had about 20, 25% of his heart left or strength. And I talked to him, encouraged him. And he said, no, I can't stop drinking. I, he tells me I did everything I could. And I'm finally in here detoxing again. You know, the, you know, the, the spill. So we talked and um, I gave him my heart. And then later on, another call came in from someone else, and I'm talking to her, and I asked her, hey, what happened to Jose? And she says, oh, he died. He died. Just like, you know, he got up and left. Real folks were fighting a real battle, folks. Alcoholism. Where did I leave off? All right, let's move on to uh, February the 6th. Oh, about now I remember. She bought me a ticket to the, uh, she goes, I'll pay for your flight if you want to go to that convention. 600 bucks, folks, round trip. I don't think she shopped around. 
but she did. I guess you could say she was my old girlfriend. And um, I got in there. I paid for my hotel, my me- my my meals. I got another guy to go with me. And uh, we went and walked through all of Washington, D.C. I had read a book called The Miracle of Water. Actually, I stole it from the library. You know how people bring in used books and they give them? Well, they had stacks and stacks of books. I believe I brought some in, left some, and, you know, bring seven, take one. So I put my hand in back of all these books and I grabbed one, you know. I didn't see which one I, I grabbed, and then I just walked out of the donation box. And I read it. I have now two copies of that. I gave copies to other people. I did the exercises in there about the miracle of water. And in there, it said that Washington, D.C. had the best water, structured water, when they put it under, you know, they put it under the microscope scope when they freeze the water and they filtered water and whatever it looks like a jewel with like a has six six points to it and I, I one day I ran out of water and I made coffee out of the uh, the tap water and that night I had a dream I had a dream that I was sitting on top of my Lord and, and my God's shoulder my Jesus Jesus was about 12 years old, long hair. I'm sitting there like a bird, like a parakeet. And he is so excited. He's running around on Washington from the, uh, he's about 300 feet. He's running around so excited like a 12-year-old that has a pet parrot on his shoulder and showing everybody. And he was going from museum to museum in the grass area. That's the dream I had. That's my connection with my God, folks. That's my truth. That's my spirit. It wouldn't be right if I wouldn't tell you of my spiritual. Um, it's part of it. Spiritual experience is part of our journey. Amen. I always liked that story. I almost forgot it. By the way, my friend that I took with me, me and my wife, we went to go see him while he died of uh, liver, pancreas. God bless him. All right, the 6th of February, a rallying point. Therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. Again, therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33. I feel that AA is a God-inspired program and that God is at every AA meeting. I see, I believe, and have come to know that AA works because I have stayed sober today. I am turning my life over to AA and 
to God by going to an AA meeting. If God is in my heart and everyone else's, then I am a small part of a whole and I am not unique. If God is in my heart and he speaks to me through other people, then I must be a channel of God to other people. I should seek to do his will by living spiritual principles and my reward will be sanity and emotional sobriety. Amen and amen. All right now. That's pretty cool. That's what we're doing right here, right? February 7th, our last reading for today, please. A Path to Faith. Reading from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33, it says, True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith. And every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to Him. 12 Steps, 12 Traditions, page 33, like I said. My last drunk had landed me in the hospital, totally broken. It was then that I was able to see my past float in front of me. I realized that through drinking, I had lived every nightmare I had ever had. My own self-will and obsession to drink had driven me into a dark pit of hallucinations, blackouts, and despair. Finally beaten, I asked for God's help. His presence told me to believe. My obsession for alcohol was taken away and my paranoia has since been lifted. I am no longer afraid. I know my life is healthy and sane. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. I can relate to all these readings. You heard that saying. You'll hear your stories. You'll hear your story. I forgot about the paranoia. You know, the, the blackouts and the despairs, the hallucinations. Whew. Such a dark world. I wanted to adventure. Well, thank you very much for coming on here today. It's truly been a humbling and incredible reading for today. Let's go ahead and uh, close with the Lord's Prayer, please. And if no one's told you they love you, I love you. I care. I provide these for you that you will have hope. We will put hope in your cup and then fate. Remember, hope is an imagined picture of the future. Coming back to meetings Seeing yourself back in the meeting is hope. Faith is the power, the strength, our action towards that picture of hope. And believing comes afterwards. If I, if I go to six meetings and then I, I see that my life and my happiness and my smile comes back, then I, have, I believe in the system. I believe in the progress. What I'm putting in, I'm getting out. I'm putting in good words. And good actions are coming out. I'm putting in good, a, a good atmosphere that I can see all these words 
that people have been eating, eating for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years, and their incredible talents and joy and ability and, and mannerism and respect comes back and they become vital, useful, helpful, caring individuals. All because of these words that God has literally put us inside the hopper with. That's, he answered our prayer. Thank you, God. Let's thank God. Let's thank our higher power. Let's take a minute to thank our higher power. To thank Him for our intellect. Thank Him for our emotions. Thank Him for our feelings. Thank God that we said uncle. Uncle, uncle, uncle. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I uh, Sometimes I pray that too slow for some of you. I apologize, but I'm trying to meditate and be in hit heaven so the power of the prayer will come upon us. Remember, it's a dome. It's a dome of protection when we pray that with all our hearts, especially with your loved ones and you agree with someone. It protects us from, the, from getting a new case, from drunkenness, from... Uh, no rhythm in life, bumping here, bumping there, not, not having any established uh, joy. Praying that prayer gives us an opportunity for, um, for blessings. You know, we are in a dome. We're in a program that, that has a, basically, it's a, it's a haven. It's a safe haven. And it's raining out there. It's raining knives and drugs and alcohol and anger and and loss of wages. Amen. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to record this again, this podcast with music. See if some of you like to hear it over and over again. I'm just going to play it for like the next couple hours. The same thing with music. Thank you very much for coming on here. God bless you. Give them heaven. Thank you everyone for coming on here. Today's meeting, I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I am a recovered, grateful alcoholic. I had recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind that I thought I would never recover from. Drinking alcohol, brawling, causing trouble and headaches for everybody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the Alcoholic Anonymous program. Picked me up, loved me when I couldn't love myself. Please join me in the serenity prayer, third step prayer, and the seventh step prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, 
the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Seventh step. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. All right, next time I'll try to say it a little slower. Thank you so much for coming on. I pray that you're in good spirits and good health. God bless you. If you can come on here, God is working in your life as he is in mine because we have the time and the ability to hook on to good information. Today's reading, February 1st, it says, the goal is sanity. Step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in the power greater than myself. But I certainly have that belief now. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 27. Came to believe. I gave lip service to my belief when I felt like it or when I thought it would look good. I didn't really trust God. I didn't believe He cared for me. I kept trying to change things. I couldn't change. Gradually in disgust, I began to turn it all over, saying, You're so omnipotent. You take care of it. He did. I began to receive answers to my deepest problems, sometimes at the most unusual times, driving to work, eating lunch, or when I was sound asleep. I realized that I hadn't thought of those solutions. A power greater than myself had given them to me. I came to believe. February 2nd. Rescued by suffering. Characteristic of the so-called typical alcoholic is a narcissistic, egocentric core dominating by feelings of omnipotence Intent on maintaining all at all costs its inner integrity. Inwardly, the alcoholic brooks no control from man or God. He, the alcoholic, is and must be the master of his destiny. He will fight to the end to preserve that position. Oh my God. What an incredible writing, guys. That's from AA Comes of Age, page 311. I felt good feelings when I was reading that. I wonder why. The great mystery is, why do some of us die alcoholic death? Fighting to preserve the independence of our ego, while others seem to sober up effortlessly in AA. Help from a higher power, the gift of sobriety, came to me when an otherwise unexplained desire to stop drinking coincided with my willingness to accept the suggestions of the men and women of AA. I had to surrender 
for only by reaching out to God and my fellows could I be rescued. <clears throat> Incredible. <clears throat> Both of these are, I'm going to put a star on it if you can. They are awesome reading, folks. It's a good, good way to open up a discussion. February the 3rd, filling the void. We need to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 47. I was always fascinated with the study of scientific principles. I was emotionally and physically distant from people while I pursued absolute knowledge. God and spirituality were meaningless academic exercises. I was a modern man of science. Knowledge was my higher power. Given the right set of equations, life was merely another problem to solve. Yet my inner self was dying from my outer man's solution to life's problems. And the solution was alcohol. In spite of my intelligence, alcohol became my higher power. It was through the unconditional love which emanated from AA people and meetings that I was able to discard alcohol as my higher power. The great void was filled. I was no longer lonely and apart from life. I had found a true power greater than myself. I had found God's love. There's only one equation which really matters to me now. God is in AA. Wow, what another amazing, amazing reading. When I first came into Alcoholic Anonymous, I hung on to three things that made my life. I hung on like a pit bull hangs on to a park bench, wood. The first tradition, the second step, and the eleventh step. That's what I needed, folks. And I have met countless of other people that made the third tradition or the fifth tradition one principle that made them hung in there, made a total difference in their lives, just like me. February the 4th, when fate is missing. Sometimes AA comes harder to those who have lost or rejected faith than to those who never had any faith at all. For they think they had tried faith and found it wanting. They had tried the way of faith and the way of no faith. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 28. I was so sure God had failed me that I became ultimately defiant. Though I knew better and plunged into a final drinking binge, my fate turned bitter 
and that was no coincidence. Those who once had great fate hit bottom harder. It took time to rekindle my faith. Though I came to AA, I was grateful intellectually to have survived such a great fall. But my heart felt callous still. I stuck with the AA program. The alternatives were too bleak. I kept coming back and gradually my fate was resurrected. <laughs> What a reading. That's me, folks. That's me. I started with a staple gun. They stapled me up against the wall and they started spoon feeding me AA. Little bit of principles. Think, think, think. Live and let live. Oh, that hit me so hard. It hit me so hard in the stomach. I was a control freak. Keep coming back, they said. They added a lot of laughter in my spoon. A lot of, a lot of well, good-looking, well-smelling people that wasn't using any javelins to keep me up against the wall. They were just, they left me alone. They allowed me to judge them because I had such a judgmental spirit. And they passed my every test. And they, when they passed the basket, I said, oh, there it is. You guys are going to get rich with my quarter, my 50 cents. <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God. Then, then hope started to come back in my cup. I thought my life was over with when I came into AA at 25, 26, 27 years old. I thought it was over. Not until I heard your story. Hope, then faith, and then belief came in. When belief came in, I found out that it was just an amazing cloud nine experience for me. My first year of AA. All right, February the 5th, a glorious release. The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Right there, step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon one day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have the belief now. To acquire it, I had only to stop fighting and practice the rest of AA's program as enthusiastically as I could. 12 Tests and 12 Traditions, page 27. After years of indulging in a self-will run riot, step two became for me a glorious release from being all alone. Nothing is saying so painful or insurmountable in my journey now. Someone is always there to share life's burdens with me. Step two became a reinforcement with God, and I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen and amen. Let me read that again, please. Step two became a reinforcement with God. Cool. I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. <laughs> no kidding. 
To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen, amen. I'm glad I uh, I read that. Fernando, recovered alcoholic. I once was in a, in a meeting and the guy said, hey, we're having a convention in Washington, D.C. And I said, man, I sure like to go. You know, you know how they fire you up. And one of my sponsees, a nurse that I was working with, and uh, she, she would be in, in a hospital. She work as a nurse in a hospital in, the, of all places, the alcoholic ward. And she would call me with a personal phone and let me talk to some of the guys lying on bed. And I talked to him, and then she tell, talk to him, Jose. He's, he's about 25, and he can't stop drinking. So I talked to him, talked to him in Spanish, talked to him, and he said he had about 20, 20. They said, she told me he had about 20, 25% of his heart left or strength. And I talked to him, encouraged him, and he said, no, I can't stop drinking. I, he tells me I did everything I could, and I'm finally in here detoxing again. You know the, you know the, the spill? So we talked, and um, I gave him my heart. And then later on, another call came in from someone else, and I'm talking to him, and I asked her, hey, what happened to Jose? And she says, oh, he died. He died. Just like, you know, he got up and left. Real folks... We're fighting a real battle, folks. Alcoholism. Where did I leave off? All right, let's move on to uh, February the 6th. Oh, about now I remember. She bought me a ticket to the, uh, she goes, I'll pay for your flight if you want to go to that convention. 600 bucks, folks, round trip. I don't think she shopped around, but she did. I guess you could say she was my old girlfriend. And um, I got in there, I paid for my hotel, my my meals. I got another guy to go with me. And uh, we went and walked through all of Washington, D.C. I had read a book called the Miracle of Water. Actually, I stole it from the library. You know how people bring in used books and they give them? Well, they have stacks and stacks of books. I believe I brought some in, left some, and, you know, bring seven, take one. So I put my hand in back of all these books and I grabbed one, you know. I didn't see which one I, I grabbed and then I just walked out of the donation box and I read it. I have now two copies of that. I gave copies to other people. I did the exercises in there about the miracle of water. And in there it said that Washington, D.C. had the best water, structured water. When they put it under, you know, they put it on the microscope when they freeze the water and they filtered water and whatever. It looks like a jewel. It's like a has six six points to it. 
And I, I one day I ran out of water and I made coffee out of the, uh, the tap water. And that night I had a dream. I had a dream that I was sitting on top of my Lord and, and my God's shoulder, my Jesus. Jesus was about 12 years old, long hair. I'm sitting there like a bird, like a parakeet. And he is so excited. He's running around on Washington from the, uh, he's about 300 feet. He's running around so excited like a 12-year-old that has a pet parrot on his shoulder and showing everybody. And he was going from museum to museum in the grass area. That's the dream I had. That's my connection with my God, folks. That's my truth. That's my spirit. It wouldn't be right if I wouldn't tell you my spiritual. Um, it's part of it. Spiritual experience is part of our journey. Amen. I always liked that story. I almost forgot it. By the way, my friend that I took with me, me and my wife, we went to go see him while he died of uh, liver pancreas. God bless him. All right, the 6th of February, a rallying point. Therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. Again, therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33. I feel that AA is a God-inspired program and that God is at every AA meeting. I see, I believe, and have come to know that AA works because I have stayed sober today. I am turning my life over to AA and to God by going to an AA meeting. If God is in my heart, and everyone else's, then I am a small part of a whole, and I am not unique. If God is in my heart, and He speaks to me through other people, then I must be a channel of God to other people. I should seek to do His will by living spiritual principles, and my reward will be sanity and emotional sobriety. Amen and amen. All right, now. That's pretty cool. That's what we're doing right here, right? February 7th, our last reading for today, please. A Path to Faith. Reading from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33, it says, True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith. And every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to Him. 12 Steps, 12 Traditions, page 33, like I said. My last drunk had landed me in the hospital, totally broken. 
It was then that I was able to see my past float in front of me. I realized that through drinking, I had lived every nightmare I had ever had. My own self-will and obsession to drink had driven me into a dark pit of hallucinations, blackouts, and despair. Finally beaten, I asked for God's help. His presence told me to believe my obsession for alcohol was taken away and my paranoia has since been lifted. I am no longer afraid. I know my life is healthy and sane. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. I can relate to all these readings. You heard that saying. You'll hear your stories. You'll hear your story. I forgot about the paranoia. You know, the the blackouts and the despairs, the hallucinations. Whew. Such a dark world. I wanted to adventure. Well, thank you very much for coming on here today. It's just truly been a humbling and incredible reading for today. Let's go ahead and uh, close with the Lord's Prayer, please. And if no one's told you they love you, I love you. I care. I provide these for you that you will have hope. We will put hope in your cup and then fate. Remember, hope is an imagined picture of the future. Coming back to meetings, seeing yourself back in the meeting is hope. Faith is the power, the strength, our action towards that picture of hope. And believing comes afterwards. If I, if I go to six meetings and then I, I see that my life and my happiness and my smile comes back, that I have, I believe in the system. I believe in the progress. What I'm putting in, I'm getting out. I'm putting in good words. And good actions are coming out. I'm putting in good, a, a good atmosphere that I can see all these words that people have been eating, eating for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years. And their incredible talents and joy and ability and, and mannerism and respect comes back and they become vital, useful, helpful, caring individuals. All because of these words that God has literally put us inside the hopper with. That's, he answered our prayer. Thank you, God. Let's thank God. Let's thank our higher power. Let's take a minute to thank our higher power. To thank Him for our intellect. Thank Him for our emotions. Thank Him for our feelings. Thank God that we said uncle. Uncle, uncle, uncle. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I uh, Sometimes I pray that too slow for some of you. I apologize, but I'm trying to meditate and be in hit heaven so the power of the prayer will come upon us. Remember, it's a dome. It's a dome of protection when we pray that with all our hearts, especially with your loved ones and you agree with someone. It protects us from the from getting a new case, from drunkenness, from uh, no rhythm in life, bumping here, bumping there, not not having any established uh, joy. Praying that prayer gives us an opportunity for um, for blessings. You know, we are in a dome. We are in a program that that has a Basically, it's a, it's a haven. It's a safe haven. And it's raining out there. It's raining knives and drugs and alcohol and anger and, and loss of wages. Amen. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to re, uh, record this again, this podcast with music. See if some of you like to hear it over and over again. I'm just going to play it for like the next couple of hours, the same thing with music. Thank you very much for coming on here. God bless you. Give them heaven. Thank you, everyone, for coming on here. Today's meeting, I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I am a recovered grateful alcoholic I had recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind that I thought I would never recover from drinking alcohol brawling and causing trouble and headaches for everybody thank you God thank you God for the alcoholic anonymous program pick me up love me when I couldn't love myself please join me in the serenity prayer third step prayer and the seventh step prayer God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference third step prayer God I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Seventh step. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. All right, next time I'll try to say it a little slower. Thank you so much for coming on. I pray that you're in good spirits and good health. God bless you. If you can come on here, God is working in your life as he is in mine because we have the time and the ability to hook on to good information. Today's reading, February 1st, it says, The goal is sanity. 
Step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in the power greater than myself. But I certainly have that belief now. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 27. Came to believe. I gave lip service to my belief when I felt like it or when I thought it would look good. I didn't really trust God. I didn't believe He cared for me. I kept trying to change things. I couldn't change. Gradually in disgust, I began to turn it all over, saying, You're so omnipotent. You take care of it. He did. I began to receive answers to my deepest problems, sometimes at the most unusual times, driving to work, eating lunch, or when I was sound asleep. I realized that I hadn't thought of those solutions. A power greater than myself had given them to me. I came to believe. February 2nd. Rescued by suffering. Characteristic of the so-called typical alcoholic is a narcissistic, egocentric core dominating by feelings of omnipotence, intent on maintaining all at all costs its inner integrity. Inwardly, the alcoholic brooks no control from man or God. He, the alcoholic, is and must be the master of his destiny. He will fight to the end to preserve that position. Oh, my God. What an incredible writing, guys. That's from AA Comes of Age, page 311. I felt good feelings when I was reading that. I wonder why. The great mystery is, why do some of us die alcoholic death? Fighting to preserve the independence of our ego while others seem to sober up effortlessly in AA. Help from a higher power, the gift of sobriety, came to me when an otherwise unexplained desire to stop drinking coincided with my willingness to accept the suggestions of the men and women of AA. I had to surrender for only by reaching out to God and my fellows could I be rescued. <clears throat> Incredible. <clears throat> Both of these are, I'm going to put a star on it if you can. They are awesome reading, folks. It's a good, good way to open up a discussion. February the 3rd, filling the void. We need to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe, or am I even willing to believe, that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe, or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 47. I was always fascinated with the study of scientific principles. I was emotionally and physically distant from people while I pursued absolute knowledge. God and spirituality were meaningless academic exercises. I was a modern man of science, 
Knowledge was my higher power. Given the right set of equations, life was merely another problem to solve. Yet my inner self was dying from my outer man's solution to life's problems. And the solution was alcohol. In spite of my intelligence, alcohol became my higher power. It was through the unconditional love which emanated from AA people and meetings that I was able to discard alcohol as my higher power. The great void was filled. I was no longer lonely and apart from life. I had found a true power greater than myself. I had found God's love. There's only one equation which really matters to me now. God is in AA. Wow, what another amazing, amazing reading. When I first came into Alcoholic Anonymous, I hung on to three things that made my life. I hung on like a pit bull hangs on to a park bench, wood. The first tradition, the second step, and the 11th step. That's what I needed, folks. And I have met countless of other people that made the third tradition or the fifth tradition one principle that made them hung in there made a total difference in their lives, just like me. February the 4th. When fate is missing. Sometimes AA comes harder to those who have lost or rejected fate than to those who never had any fate at all. For they think they had tried fate and found it wanting. They had tried the way of fate and the way of no fate. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 28. I was so sure God had failed me that I became ultimately defiant. Though I knew better and plunged into a final drinking binge. My fate turned bitter and that was no coincidence. Those who once had great fate hit bottom harder. It took time to rekindle my faith. Though I came to AA, I was grateful intellectually to have survived such a great fall. But my heart felt callous still. I stuck with the AA program. The alternatives were too bleak. I kept coming back and gradually my fate was resurrected. <laughs> what a reading. That's me, folks. That's me. I started with a staple gun. They stapled me up against the wall and they start spoon feeding me AA. Little bit of principles. Think, think, think. Live and let live. Oh, that hit me so hard. They hit me so hard in the stomach. I was a control freak. Keep coming back, they said. They added a lot of laughter in my spoon. A lot of, a lot of well, good-looking, well-smelling people that wasn't using any javelins to keep me up against the wall. They were just, they left me alone. 
they allowed me to judge them because I had such a judgmental spirit. And they passed my every test. And they, when they passed the basket, I said, oh, there it is. You guys are going to get rich with my quarter, my 50 cents. <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God. Then, then hope started to come back in my cup. I thought my life was over with when I came into AA at 25, 26, 27 years old. I thought it was over. Not until I heard your story. Hope, then faith, and then belief came in. When belief came in, I found out that it was just an amazing cloud nine experience for me. My first year of AA. All right, February the 5th, a glorious release. The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Right there, step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon one day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have the belief now. To acquire it, I had only to stop fighting and practice the rest of AA's program as enthusiastically as I could. 12 Tips and 12 Traditions, page 27. After years of indulging in a self-will run riot, step two became for me a glorious release from being all alone. Nothing is saying so painful or insurmountable in my journey now. Someone is always there to share life's burdens with me. Step two became a reinforcement with God. And I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen and amen. Let me read that again, please. Step two became a reinforcement with God. Cool. I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. <laughs> no kidding. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen, amen. I'm glad I, uh, I read that. Fernando, recovered alcoholic. I once was in a, in a meeting and the guy said, hey, we're having a convention in Washington, D.C. And I said, man, I sure like to go. You know, you know how they fire you up. And one of my sponsees, a nurse that I was working with and uh, she, she would be in the, in the hospital. She work as a nurse in the hospital. And of all places, the alcoholic ward. And she would call me with a personal phone and let me talk to some of the guys lying on bed. And I talked to him. And then she'd tell, talk to him, Jose. He's, he's about 25 and he can't stop drinking. So I talked to him, talked to him in Spanish, talked to him. And he said he had about... 2020, they said, she told me he had about 20, 25% of his heart left or strength. And I talked to him, encouraged him. And he said, no, I can't stop drinking. I, he tells me I did everything I could. And 
I'm finally in here detoxing again. You know that you know the the spill. So we talked and um, I gave him my heart. And then later on, another call came in from someone else, and I'm talking to her, and I, and I asked her, hey, what happened to Jose? And she says, oh, he died. He died. Just like, you know, he got up and left. Real folks were fighting a real battle, folks. Alcoholism. Where did I leave off? All right, let's move on to uh, February the 6th. Oh, about now I remember. She bought me a ticket to the, uh, she goes, I'll pay for your flight if you want to go to that convention. 600 bucks, folks, round trip. I don't think she shopped around, but she did. I guess you could say she was my old girlfriend and um, I got in there I paid for my hotel my me- my my meals I got another guy to go with me and uh, we went and walked through all of Washington DC I had read a book called The Miracle of Water actually I stole it from the library you know how people bring in used books and they give them well they had stacks and stacks of books I believe I brought some in, left some, and, you know, bring seven, take one. So I put my hand in back of all these books, and I grabbed one, you know. I didn't see which one I, I grabbed, and then I just walked out of the donation box. And I read it. I have now two copies of that. I gave copies to other people. I did the exercises in there about the miracle of water. And in there, it said that Washington, D.C. had the best water, structured water, when they put it under, you know, they put it under the microscope when they freeze the water and they filtered water and whatever. It looks like a jewel. It's like a, has six, six points to it. And I, I, one day I ran out of water and I made coffee out of the, uh, the tap water. And that night I had a dream. I had a dream that I was sitting on top of my Lord and, and my God's shoulder, my Jesus. Jesus was about 12 years old, long hair. I'm sitting there like a bird, like a parakeet. And he is so excited He's running around on Washington from the, uh, he's about 300 feet. He's running around so excited like a 12-year-old that has a pet parrot on his shoulder and showing everybody. And he was going from museum to museum in the grass area. That's the dream I had. That's my connection with my God, folks. That's my truth. That's my spirit. It wouldn't be right if I wouldn't tell you of my spiritual, um, this part of it. Spiritual experience is part of our journey. Amen. I always liked that story. I almost forgot it. By the way, my friend that I took with me, me and my wife, we went to go see him while he died of uh, liver pancreas 
God bless them. All right, the 6th of February, a rallying point. Therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. Again, therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33. I feel that AA is a God-inspired program and that God is at every AA meeting. I see, I believe, and have come to know that AA works because I had stayed sober today. I am turning my life over to AA and to God by going to an AA meeting. If God is in my heart and everyone else's, then I am a small part of a whole and I am not unique. If God is in my heart and he speaks to me through other people, then I must be a channel of God to other people. I should seek to do his will by living spiritual principles and my reward will be sanity and emotional sobriety. Amen and amen. All right now. That's pretty cool. That's what we're doing right here, right? February 7th, our last reading for today, please. A Path to Faith. Reading from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33, it says... True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith. And every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to Him. 12 Steps, 12 Traditions, page 33, like I said. My last trunk had landed me in the hospital, totally broken. It was then that I was able to see my past float in front of me. I realized that through drinking, I had lived every nightmare I had ever had. My own self-will and obsession to drink had driven me into a dark pit of hallucinations, blackouts, and despair. Finally beaten, I asked for God's help. His presence told me, to believe my obsession for alcohol was taken away and my paranoia has since been lifted. I am no longer afraid. I know my life is healthy and sane. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. I can relate to all these readings. You heard that saying. You'll hear your stories. You'll hear your story. I forgot about the paranoia. You know, the the blackouts and the despairs, the hallucinations. Whew. Such a dark world. I wanted to adventure. Well, thank you very much for coming on here today. It's just truly been a humbling and incredible reading for today. Let's go ahead and... Uh, Let's close with the 
Lord's Prayer, please. And if no one's told you they love you, I love you, I care. I provide these for you that you will have hope. We will put hope in your cup and then faith. Remember, hope is an imagined picture of the future. Coming back to meetings, seeing yourself back in the meeting is hope. Faith is the power, the strength, our action towards that picture of hope. And believing comes afterwards. If I, if I go to six meetings and then I, I see that my life and my happiness and my smile comes back, then I, have, I believe in the system. I believe in the progress. What I'm putting in, I'm getting out. I'm putting in good words and good actions are coming out. I'm putting in good, a, a good atmosphere that I can see all these words that people have been eating, eating for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years, and their incredible talents and joy and ability and, and mannerism and respect comes back and they become vital, useful, helpful, caring individuals. All because of these words that God has literally put us inside the hopper with. That's, he answered our prayer. Thank you, God. Let's thank God. Let's thank our higher power. Let's take a minute to thank our higher power. To thank Him for our intellect. Thank Him for our emotions. Thank Him for our feelings. Thank God that we said uncle. Uncle, uncle, uncle. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I uh, Sometimes I pray that too slow for some of you. I apologize, but I'm trying to meditate and be in hit heaven so the power of the prayer will come upon us. Remember, it's a dome. It's a dome of protection when we pray that with all our hearts, especially with your loved ones and you agree with someone. It protects us from, the, from getting a new case, from drunkenness, from... Uh, no rhythm in life, bumping here, bumping there, not, not having any established uh, joy. Praying that prayer gives us an opportunity for, um, for blessings. You know, we are in a dome. We're in a program that, that has a, basically, it's a, it's a haven. It's a safe haven. And it's raining out there. It's raining knives and drugs and alcohol and anger and, and loss of wages. Amen. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to re, uh, record this again, this podcast with music. See if some of you like to hear it over and over again. I'm just going to play it for like the next couple of hours. The same thing with music. Thank you very much for coming on here. God bless you. Give them heaven.
Thank you, everyone, for coming on here to today's meeting. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I am a recovered, grateful alcoholic. I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind that I thought I would never recover from. Drinking alcohol, brawling, and causing trouble and headaches for everybody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the Alcoholic Anonymous program. Pick me up, love me when I couldn't love myself. Please join me in the serenity prayer, third step prayer, and the seventh step prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Seventh step. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. All right, next time I'll try to say it a little slower. Thank you so much for coming on. I pray that you're in good spirits and good health. God bless you. If you can come on here, God is working in your life as he is in mine because we have the time and the ability to hook on to good information. Today's reading, February 1st, it says, the goal is sanity. Step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in the power greater than myself. But I certainly have that belief now. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 27. Came to believe. I gave lip service to my belief when I felt like it or when I thought it would look good. I didn't really trust God. I didn't believe He cared for me. I kept trying to change things. I couldn't change. Gradually in disgust, I began to turn it all over, saying, You're so omnipotent. You take care of it. He did. I began to receive answers to my deepest problems, sometimes at the most unusual times driving to work, eating lunch, or when I was sound asleep. I realized that I hadn't thought of those solutions. A power greater than myself had given them to me. I came to believe. February 2nd. Rescued by suffering. Characteristic of the so-called typical alcoholic is a narcissistic Egocentric core, dominating by feelings of omnipotence, intent on maintaining all at all costs its inner integrity. Inwardly, the alcoholic brooks no control from man or God. He, the alcoholic, is and must be the master of his destiny. He will fight to the end to preserve that position. Oh my God! What an incredible writing, guys. 
That's from A.A. Comes of Age, page 311. I felt good feelings when I was reading that. I wonder why. The great mystery is, why do some of us die alcoholic death? Fighting to preserve the independence of our ego, while others seem to sober up effortlessly in A.A. Help from a higher power, the gift of sobriety, came to me when an otherwise unexplained desire to stop drinking coincided with my willingness to accept the suggestions of the men and women of AA. I had to surrender, for only by reaching out to God and my fellows could I be rescued. Incredible. Both of these are, I'm going to put a star on it if you can. There are awesome readings, folks. It's a good good way to open up a discussion. February the 3rd. Filling the void. We need to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 47. I was always fascinated with the study of scientific principles. I was emotionally and physically distant from people while I pursued absolute knowledge. God and spirituality were meaningless academic exercises. I was a modern man of science. Knowledge was my higher power. Given the right set of equations, life was merely another problem to solve. Yet my inner self was dying from my outer man's solution to life's problems. And the solution was alcohol. In spite of my intelligence, alcohol became my higher power. It was through the unconditional love which emanated from AA people and meetings that I was able to discard alcohol as my higher power. The great void was filled. I was no longer lonely and apart from life. I had found a true power greater than myself. I had found God's love. There's only one equation which really matters to me now. God is in AA. Wow, what another amazing, amazing reading. When I first came into Alcoholic Anonymous, I hung on to three things that made my life. I hung on like a pit bull hangs on to a park bench, wood. The first tradition the second step, and the 11th step. That's what I needed, folks. And I have met countless of other people that made the third tradition or the fifth tradition one principle that made them hung in there, made a total difference in their lives, just like me. February the 4th. 
when faith is missing. Sometimes AA comes harder to those who have lost or rejected faith than to those who never had any faith at all. For they think they had tried faith and found it wanting. They had tried the way of faith and the way of no faith. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 28. I was so sure God had failed me that I became ultimately defiant. Though I knew better and plunged into a final drinking binge. My fate turned bitter and that was no coincidence. Those who once had great fate hit bottom harder. It took time to rekindle my faith. Though I came to AA, I was grateful intellectually to have survived such a great fall. But my heart felt callous still. I stuck with the AA program. The alternatives were too bleak. I kept coming back and gradually my fate was resurrected. (laughs) What a reading. That's me, folks. That's me. I started with a staple gun. They stapled me up against the wall and they started spoon-feeding me AA. Little bit of principles. Think, think, think. Live and let live. Oh, that hit me so hard. They hit me so hard in the stomach. I was a control freak. Keep coming back, they said. They added a lot of laughter in my spoon. A lot of, a lot of well, good-looking, well-smelling people that wasn't using any javelins to keep me up against the wall. They were just, they left me alone. They allowed me to judge them because I had such a judgmental spirit. And they passed my every test. And they, when they passed the basket, I said, oh, there it is. You guys are going to get rich with my quarter, my 50 cents. <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God. Then, then hope started to come back in my cup. I thought my life was over with when I came into AA at 25, 26, 27 years old. I thought it was over. Not until I heard your story. Hope, then faith, and then belief came in. When belief came in, I found out that it was just an amazing cloud nine experience for me. My first year of AA. All right, February the 5th, a glorious release. The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Right there, step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon one day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have the belief now. To acquire it, I had only to stop fighting and practice the rest of AA's program as enthusiastically as I could. 12 Tips and 12 Traditions, page 27. After years of indulging in a self-will run riot, step two became for me a glorious release from being all alone. 
Nothing is saying so painful or insurmountable in my journey now. Someone is always there to share life's burdens with me. Step two became a reinforcement with God. And I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen and amen. Let me read that again, please. Step two became a reinforcement with God. Cool. I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. (laughs) No kidding. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen, amen. I'm glad I uh, I read that. Fernando, recovered alcoholic. I once was in a in a meeting, and the guy said, "Hey, we're having a convention in Washington D.C." And I said, "Man, I sure like to go." You know, you know how they fire you up. And one of my sponsees, a nurse that I was working with, and uh, she, she would be in the, in the hospital. She would work as a nurse in the hospital. In the, of all places, the alcoholic ward. And she would call me with a personal phone and let me talk to some of the guys lying on bed. And I talked to him. And then she'd tell, talk to him, Jose. He's, he's about 25 and he can't stop drinking. So I talked to him, talked to him in Spanish, talked to him and he said he had about... 2020, they said, she told me he had about 20, 25% of his heart left or strength. And I talked to him, encouraged him. And he said, no, I can't stop drinking. I, he tells me I did everything I could. And I'm finally in here detoxing again. You know, the, you know, the, the spill. So we talked and um, I gave him my heart. And then later on, another call came in from someone else, and I'm talking to her, and I asked her, hey, what happened to Jose? And she says, oh, he died. He died. Just like, you know, he got up and left. Real folks were fighting a real battle, folks. Alcoholism. Where did I leave off? All right, let's move on to uh, February the 6th. Oh, about now I remember. She bought me a ticket to the, uh, she goes, I'll pay for your flight if you want to go to that convention. 600 bucks, folks, round trip. I don't think she shopped around, but she did. I guess you could say she was my old girlfriend and um, I got in there I paid for my hotel my me- my my meals I got another guy to go with me and uh, we went and walked through all of Washington DC I had read a book called The Miracle of Water actually I stole it from the library you know how people bring in used books and they give them well they had stacks and stacks of books I believe I brought some in, left some, and, you know, bring seven, take one. So I put my hand in back of all these books, and I grabbed one. 
you know. I didn't see which one I, I grabbed, and then I just walked out of the donation box. And I read it. I have now two copies of that. I gave copies to other people. I did the exercises in there about the miracle of water. And in there, it said that Washington, D.C. had the best water, structured water, when they put it under, you know, they put it on the microscope when they freeze the water and they filtered water and whatever. It looks like a jewel. It's like a, has six, six points to it. And I, I, one day I ran out of water and I made coffee out of the, uh, the tap water. And that night I had a dream. I had a dream that I was sitting on top of my Lord and, and my God's shoulder. My Jesus. Jesus was about 12 years old. Long hair. I'm sitting there like a bird, like a parakeet. And he is so excited. He's running around on Washington from the... uh, He's about 300 feet. He's running around so excited like a 12-year-old that has a pet parrot on his shoulder and showing everybody. And he was going from museum to museum in the grass area. That's the dream I had. That's my connection with my God, folks. That's my truth. That's my spirit. It wouldn't be right if I wouldn't tell you my spiritual, um, this part of it. Spiritual experience is part of our journey. Amen. I always liked that story. I almost forgot it. By the way, my friend that I took with me, me and my wife, we went to go see him while he died of uh, liver, pancreas. God bless him. All right, the 6th of February, a rallying point. Therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer, we can stand together on this step. Again, therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer, we can stand together on this step. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33. I feel that AA is a God-inspired program and that God is at every AA meeting. I see, I believe, and have come to know that AA works because I have stayed sober today. I am turning my life over to AA and to God by going to an AA meeting. If God is in my heart, and everyone else's, then I am a small part of a whole, and I am not unique. If God is in my heart, and He speaks to me through other people, then I must be a channel of God to other people. I should seek to do His will by living spiritual principles, and my reward will be sanity and emotional sobriety. Amen and amen. All right, now. That's pretty cool. That's what we're doing right here, right? 
February 7th, our last reading for today, please. A Path to Faith. Reading from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33, it says, True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith. And every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to Him. 12 Steps, 12 Traditions, page 33, like I said. My last trunk had landed me in the hospital, totally broken. It was then that I was able to see my past float in front of me. I realized that through drinking, I had lived every nightmare I had ever had. My own self-will and obsession to drink had driven me into a dark pit of hallucinations, blackouts, and despair. Finally beaten, I asked for God's help. His presence told me to believe. My obsession for alcohol was taken away and my paranoia has since been lifted. I am no longer afraid. I know my life is healthy and sane. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. I can relate to all these readings. You heard that saying. You'll hear your stories. You'll hear your story. I forgot about the paranoia. You know, the the blackouts and the despairs, the hallucinations. Whew. Such a dark world. I wanted to adventure. Well, thank you very much for coming on here today. It's just truly been a humbling and incredible reading for today. Let's go ahead and uh, close with the Lord's Prayer, please. And if no one's told you they love you, I love you. I care. I provide these for you that you will have hope. We will put hope in your cup and then fate. Remember, hope is an imagined picture of the future. Coming back to meetings, seeing yourself back in the meeting is hope. Faith is the power, the strength, our action towards that picture of hope. And believing comes afterwards. If I, if I go to six meetings and then I, I see that my life and my happiness and my smile comes back, that I have, I believe in the system. I believe in the progress. What I'm putting in, I'm getting out. I'm putting in good words. And good actions are coming out. I'm putting in good, a, a good atmosphere that I can see all these words that people have been eating, eating for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years. And their incredible talents and joy and ability and, and mannerism and respect comes back and they become vital, useful, helpful, caring individuals. All because of these words that God has literally put us inside the hopper with. That's, he answered our prayer. Thank you, God. Let's thank God. Let's thank our higher power. Let's take a minute to thank our higher power. To thank Him for our intellect. Thank Him for our emotions. Thank Him for our feelings. Thank God that we said uncle 
Anko, anko, anko. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I uh, Sometimes I pray that too slow for some of you. I apologize, but I'm trying to meditate and be and hit heaven so the power of the prayer will come upon us. Remember, it's a dome. It's a dome of protection when we pray that with all our hearts, especially with your loved ones and you agree with someone. It protects us from the from getting a new case, from drunkenness, from uh, no rhythm in life, bumping here, bumping there, not, not having any established uh, joy. Praying that prayer gives us an opportunity for um, for blessings. You know, we are in a dome. We're in a program that that has a, basically, it's a, it's a haven. It's a safe haven. And it's raining out there. It's raining knives and drugs and alcohol and anger and, and loss of wages. Amen. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to re, uh, record this again, this podcast with music. See if some of you like to hear it over and over again. I'm just going to play it for like the next couple of hours. The same thing with music. Thank you very much for coming on here. God bless you. Give them heaven. Thank you, everyone, for coming on here to today's meeting. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. I am a recovered, grateful alcoholic. I have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind that I thought I would never recover from. Drinking alcohol, brawling, causing trouble and headaches for everybody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the Alcoholic Anonymous program. Pick me up, love me when I couldn't love myself. Please join me in the serenity prayer, third step prayer, and the seventh step prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Seventh step. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. 
Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. All right, next time I'll try to say it a little slower. Thank you so much for coming on. I pray that you're in good spirits and good health. God bless you. If you can come on here, God is working in your life as he is in mine because we have the time and the ability to hook on to good information. Today's reading, February 1st, it says, the goal is sanity. Step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon what day I came to believe in the power greater than myself. But I certainly have that belief now. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 27. Came to believe. I gave lip service to my belief when I felt like it or when I thought it would look good. I didn't really trust God. I didn't believe He cared for me. I kept trying to change things. I couldn't change. Gradually in disgust, I began to turn it all over, saying, You're so omnipotent. You take care of it. He did. I began to receive answers to my deepest problems, sometimes at the most unusual times, driving to work, eating lunch, or when I was sound asleep. I realized that I hadn't thought of those solutions. A power greater than myself had given them to me. I came to believe. February 2nd. Rescued by suffering. Characteristic of the so-called typical alcoholic is a narcissistic, egocentric core dominating by feelings of omnipotence, intent on maintaining all at all costs its inner integrity. Inwardly, the alcoholic brooks no control from man or God. He, the alcoholic, is and must be the master of his destiny. He will fight to the end to preserve that position. Oh, my God. What an incredible writing, guys. That's from AA Comes of Age, page 311. I felt good feelings when I was reading that. I wonder why. The great mystery is, why do some of us die alcoholic death? Fighting to preserve the independence of our ego while others seem to sober up effortlessly in AA. Help from a higher power, the gift of sobriety, came to me when an otherwise unexplained desire to stop drinking coincided with my willingness to accept the suggestions of the men and women of AA. I had to surrender for only by reaching out to God and my fellows could I be rescued. <clears throat> Incredible. <clears throat> Both of these are, I'm going to put a star on it if you can. They are awesome reading, folks. It's a good, good way to open up a discussion. February the 3rd, filling the void. We need to ask ourselves but one short question. Do I now believe or am I even willing to believe that there is a power greater than myself? As soon as a man can say 
that he does believe or is willing to believe, we emphatically assure him that he is on his way. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 47. I was always fascinated with the study of scientific principles. I was emotionally and physically distant from people while I pursued absolute knowledge. God and spirituality were meaningless academic exercises. I was a modern man of science. Knowledge was my higher power. Given the right set of equations, life was merely another problem to solve. Yet my inner self was dying from my outer man's solution to life's problems. And the solution was alcohol. In spite of my intelligence, alcohol became my higher power. It was through the unconditional love which emanated from AA people and meetings that I was able to discard alcohol as my higher power. The great void was filled. I was no longer lonely and apart from life. I had found a true power greater than myself. I had found God's love. There's only one equation which really matters to me now. God is in AA. Wow, what another amazing, amazing reading. When I first came into Alcoholic Anonymous, I hung on to three things that made my life. I hung on like a pit bull hangs on to a park bench, wood. The first tradition, the second step, and the eleventh step. That's what I needed, folks. And I have met countless of other people that made the third tradition or the fifth tradition one principle that made them hung in there made a total difference in their lives, just like me. February the 4th. When fate is missing. Sometimes AA comes harder to those who have lost or rejected fate than to those who never had any fate at all. For they think they had tried fate and found it wanting. They had tried the way of fate and the way of no faith. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 28. I was so sure God had failed me that I became ultimately defiant. Though I knew better and plunged into a final drinking binge. My fate turned bitter and that was no coincidence. Those who once had great fate hit bottom harder. It took time to rekindle my faith. Though I came to AA, I was grateful intellectually to have survived such a great fall. But my heart felt callous still. I stuck with the AA program. The alternatives were too bleak. I kept coming back and gradually my fate was resurrected. <laughs> what a reading. That's me, folks. That's me. I started with a staple gun. They stapled me up against the wall and they start spoon feeding me AA. 
little bit of principles. Think, think, think. Live and let live. Oh, that hit me so hard. They hit me so hard in the stomach. I was a control freak. Keep coming back, they said. They added a lot of laughter in my spoon. A lot of, a lot of well, good-looking, well-smelling people that wasn't using any javelins to keep me up against the wall. They were just, they left me alone. They allowed me to judge them because I had such a judgmental spirit. And they passed my every test. And they, when they passed the basket, I said, oh, there it is. You guys are going to get rich with my quarter, my 50 cents. <laughs> thank God, thank God, thank God. Then, then hope started to come back in my cup. I thought my life was over with when I came into AA at 25, 26, 27 years old. I thought it was over. Not until I heard your story. Hope, then faith, and then belief came in. When belief came in, I found out that it was just an amazing cloud nine experience for me. My first year of AA. All right, February the 5th, a glorious release. The minute I stopped arguing, I could begin to see and feel. Right there, step two gently and very gradually began to infiltrate my life. I can't say upon what occasion or upon one day I came to believe in a power greater than myself, but I certainly have the belief now. To acquire it, I had only to stop fighting and practice the rest of AA's program as enthusiastically as I could. 12 Tips and 12 Traditions, page 27. After years of indulging in a self-will run riot, step two became for me a glorious release from being all alone. Nothing is saying so painful or insurmountable in my journey now. Someone is always there to share life's burdens with me. Step two became a reinforcement with God. And I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen and amen. Let me read that again, please. Step two became a reinforcement with God. Cool. I now realize that my insanity and ego were curiously linked. <laughs> no kidding. To rid myself of the former, I must give up the latter to one with far broader shoulders than my own. Amen, amen. I'm glad I, uh, I read that. Fernando, recovered alcoholic. I once was in a in a meeting and the guy said hey we're having a convention in washington dc and i said man i sure like to go you know you know how they fire you up and one of my sponsees a nurse that i was working with and uh, she would be in in the hospital she work as a nurse in the hospital and of all places the alcoholic ward 
And she would call me with a personal phone and let me talk to some of the guys lying on bed. And I talked to him, and then she'd tell, talk to him, Jose. He's, he's about 25, and he can't stop drinking. So I talked to him, talked to him in Spanish, talked to him, and he said he had about 20, 20. They said, she told me he had about 20, 25% of his heart left or strength. And I talked to him, I encouraged him, and he said, no, I can't stop drinking. I, he tells me I did everything I could, and I'm finally in here detoxing again. You know the, you know the, the spill? So we talked, and um, I gave him my heart. And then later on, another call came in from someone else, and I'm talking to him, and I, and I asked her, hey, what happened to Jose? And she says, oh, he died. He died. Just like, you know, he got up and left. Real folks were fighting a real battle, folks. Alcoholism. Where did I leave off? All right, let's move on to uh, February the 6th. Oh, about now I remember. She bought me a ticket to the, uh, she goes, I'll pay for your flight if you want to go to that convention. 600 bucks, folks, round trip. I don't think she shopped around, but she did. I guess you could say she was my old girlfriend. And um, I got in there, I paid for my hotel, my my meals. I got another guy to go with me. And uh, we went and walked through all of Washington, D.C. I had read a book called The Miracle of Water. Actually, I stole it from the library. You know how people bring in used books and they give them? Well, they had stacks and stacks of books. I believe I brought some in, left some, and, you know, bring seven, take one. So I put my hand in back of all these books, and I grabbed one, you know. I didn't see which one I, I grabbed, and then I just walked out of the donation box. And I read it. I have now two copies of that. I gave copies to other people. I did the exercises in there about the miracle of water. And in there, it said that Washington, D.C. had the best water, structured water, when they put it under, you know, they put it under the microscope when they freeze the water and they filtered water and whatever. It looks like a jewel. It's like a, has six, six points to it. And I, I, one day I ran out of water and I made coffee out of the, uh, the tap water. And that night I had a dream. I had a dream that I was sitting on top of my Lord and, and my God's shoulder, my Jesus. Jesus was about 12 years old, long hair. I'm sitting there like a bird, like a parakeet. And he is so excited He's running around on Washington from the, uh, he's about 300 feet. He's running around so excited like a 12-year-old that has a pet parrot on his shoulder and showing everybody. And he was going from museum to museum in the grass area. That's the dream I had. That's my connection with my God, folks. That's my truth. That's my spirit. 
It wouldn't be right if I wouldn't tell you my spiritual, um, this part of it, spiritual experience is part of our journey. Amen. I always liked that story. I almost forgot it. By the way, my friend that I took with me, me and my wife, we went to go see him while he died of uh, liver pancreas. God bless him. All right, the 6th of February, a rallying point. Therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. Again, therefore, step two is the rallying point for all of us, whether agnostic, atheist, or former believer. We can stand together on this step. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33. I feel that AA is a God-inspired program and that God is at every AA meeting. I see, I believe, and have come to know that AA works because I have stayed sober today. I am turning my life over to AA and to God by going to an AA meeting. If God is in my heart and everyone else's, then I am a small part of a whole and I am not unique. If God is in my heart and he speaks to me through other people, then I must be a channel of God to other people. I should seek to do his will by living spiritual principles and my reward will be sanity and emotional sobriety. Amen and amen. All right now. That's pretty cool. That's what we're doing right here, right? February 7th, our last reading for today, please. A Path to Faith. Reading from the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 33, it says... True humility and an open mind can lead us to faith. And every AA meeting is an assurance that God will restore us to sanity if we rightly relate ourselves to Him. 12 Steps, 12 Traditions, page 33, like I said. My last drunk had landed me in the hospital, totally broken. It was then that I was able to see my past float in front of me. I realized that through drinking, I had lived every nightmare I had ever had. My own self-will and obsession to drink had driven me into a dark pit of hallucinations, blackouts, and despair. Finally beaten, I asked for God's help. His presence told me, to believe my obsession for alcohol was taken away and my paranoia has since been lifted. I am no longer afraid. I know my life is healthy and sane. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. I can relate to all these readings. You heard that saying. 
You'll hear your stories. You'll hear your story. I forgot about the paranoia. You know, the the blackouts and the despairs, the hallucinations. Whew, such a dark world. I wanted to adventure. Well, thank you very much for coming on here today. It's just truly been a humbling and incredible reading for today. Let's go ahead and uh, close with the Lord's Prayer, please. And if no one's told you they love you, I love you. I care. I provide these for you that you will have hope. We will put hope in your cup and then faith. Remember, hope is an imagined picture of the future. Coming back to meetings, seeing yourself back in the meeting is hope. Faith is the power, the strength, our action towards that picture of hope. And believing comes afterwards. If I, if I go to six meetings and then I, I see that my life and my happiness and my smile comes back, then I, have, I believe in the system. I believe in the progress. What I'm putting in, I'm getting out. I'm putting in good words and good actions are coming out. I'm putting in good, a, a good atmosphere that I can see all these words that people have been eating, eating for 25 years, 20 years, 15 years, and their incredible talents and joy and ability and, and mannerism and respect comes back and they become vital, useful, helpful, caring individuals. All because of these words that God has literally put us inside the hopper with. That's, he answered our prayer. Thank you, God. Let's thank God. Let's thank our higher power. Let's take a minute to thank our higher power. To thank Him for our intellect. Thank Him for our emotions. Thank Him for our feelings. Thank God that we said uncle. Uncle, uncle, uncle. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I uh, Sometimes I pray that too slow for some of you. I apologize, but I'm trying to meditate and be in hit heaven so the power of the prayer will come upon us. Remember, it's a dome. It's a dome of protection when we pray that with all our hearts, especially with your loved ones and you agree with someone. It protects us from, the, from getting a new case, from drunkenness, from... Uh, no rhythm in life, bumping here, bumping there, not, not having any established uh, joy. Praying that prayer gives us an opportunity for, um, for blessings. You know, we are in a dome. We're in a program that, that has a, 
basically it's a it's a haven it's a safe haven and it's raining out there it's raining knives and drugs and alcohol and anger and and loss of wages amen thank you for coming on i'm going to re uh record this again this podcast with music see if some of you like to hear it over and over again I'm just going to play it for like the next couple of hours, the same thing with music. Thank you very much for coming on here. God bless you. Give them heaven. <laughs>